0: What's up, guys? It's fucking Wednesday. And, and <laughs> it's 6-9. <laughs> Giggity. So, I hope we have a great fucking hump day. You know what? The irony. Well, no, it's not it's irony. I know, maybe it is. I don't know. But 6-9 on hump day? Fuck yeah. You better be fucking tonight. That's all I gotta say. Cue that fucking music. will miss the fireworks.
1: There won't be any fireworks. And here we go.
0: And welcome everybody to Suck It! I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are you doing today? Again, on this June 9th, 6'9 Hump Day I hope you're enjoying your week Halfway through the week A great day to be celebrating Hump Day That's all I gotta say Um, Thank you guys so much for being here 10 million downloads strong 35 countries Y'all fucking rock I appreciate y'all Let's continue doing what we do best Talking music Talking life Talking advocacy Talking mental health All the good stuff that we do here On this lovely fucking show I call Suck It Because today I have an interesting show Because not only is the gentleman that I have with me today a, A rap artist, a musical artist Signed to Hood Associates Which is bringing you the episode today Thanks Ditch and crew over there This gentleman's also nominated For a Binge TV Award For Best Podcast Which is funny to me Because I'm up for that same award So So I got a, I'm, I'm interviewing my own competition. That's fun to me. So let's just quit fucking around and let's introduce my competition and artist, Mr. K. Wren. What's going on, brother? How's everything, man? You know what? It's going well. It's going well. How about yourself?
2: Not bad, not bad. It's kind of hot out here today in Florida. The heat has just been rising and rising and rising, getting more brutal. <laughs> it's hard to stay cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yes, it is. I mean, even up here in Virginia, man, it's the same way. It's, it's blistering, man. It's like 95, 96 most days, and it's just, it's been bad. I mean, just bad. So I can only imagine what it's like in Florida. I mean, I I moved away from there five and a half years ago, and I'm not looking back. I don't. I haven't been back in like three years. Fuck that place.
2: <laughs> You're not missing anything, but a lot of heat.
0: <laughs> no, and that was one of the main reasons why I left. I mean, I was originally born in Ohio, and my parents dragged me there when I was seven, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. Then that first summer, I was like, no. <laughs> And I tried to, I, w- I was trying to leave ever since that point. <laughs> um, and I finally got out five and a half years ago, and I'm so glad I did. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, this, where I live at now, I'm just, I'm so happy to be in, you know, in the mountains where I get snow every year and it's actually have seasons. So <laughs> <laughs> actually get to see some different change of climate. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, it's nothing like driving through my neighborhood at the beginning of, excuse me, end of September, beginning of October, and seeing those leaves start to change color, and walk outside and say, "Ooh, it's a bit nippy," you know, in October. But you know, versus you know, dis, you know, Christmas Day in Florida, where you have to wake up to ninety-five degree weather. Like yeah. this is not fucking Christmas. This is this is hell. And I, know I grew
2: up in New York City, uh, raised in uh, raised in Brooklyn, grew up in Queens. Um, and over there, you know, we got to see the season. So with the leaves falling everything, different change of climates, so I, I miss that. Over here, it's just one season all year round. <laughs> yeah, it sucks.
0: It is just, no, actually, it's two seasons. Hot and hotter. <laughs> I mean, That's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, and well, and so uh,
2: I get into a little about myself and uh, what we do and my, my, my business partner here um CEO of Triple S Entertainment Group production um, we've we formally signed a distribution deal with um, Tiffany Gaines shout out to Tiffany Gaines thanks to ditch from hood and associates connecting us and networking us properly and um, because of ditch now we're able to release our artists music and put them on all platforms the proper way so they can gain their money the proper way and get them into the spotlight that they were once looking for. Um, with that, the company, we have our music department, we have the radio shows, we have our creative department. We also do, um, website design, logo graphics, things like that. So we are uh, One stop shop when it comes to what we do over here in our area. Um, my executive producer, Eclipse, he's over in Orlando. And um, this man is a is a beast when it comes to fine tuning your vocals, making sure the sound is right, creating beats. Like, that's why he's my executive producer because he has that ear, that get the gap to make sure that the sound is exactly what needs to be put out.
0: So, you sound exactly like everything that I do except for the music part. I don't produce music. So, so basically you're just ripping off my whole fucking, you know, stack, dude. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What the hell, man? Graphic design, logos, you know, that's all that's all things I do. <laughs> we got we got, you know when I looked at it like this when I
2: started the company, it just started out as the basic, you know, recording studio for artists to come through to record their music and help them get to the next level, whether it was um, just bettering themselves as an artist or developing themselves as an artist, like, you know, structurizing their lyrics or the way that they think, you know, separating their personal from their business so they can understand that, even though you're going through something hard in your life, you could actually step away from that and use the music as an escape, as a a different format to let out your emotions, you know, it's an outlet for you to utilize. So I try to structureize them and utilize the music as their outlet to express their feelings so they don't feel that personal emotion no more. So I try to, you know, help everyone.
0: Dude, um, I commend you on that because actually that is the exact premise of my show. Um, for us to step away from the music for a moment, you know, when I talk to bands, because I've talked to hundreds of bands on my show, hundreds of artists on my show, because that's what I do. It's music through mental health. And combining the two, that is what my show is about. So when we talk, you know, on my show, yeah, we're going to talk about the music for a few minutes. You know, obviously you're on my show to promote an album or promote a new single or EP or whatever. But then after the first five or ten minutes of talking about that, we're talking about who you are to get away from that and, you know, express yourself in that way. Because, yeah, you're going to have 10, 15, 20, 30 other interviews talking about the music constantly because that's what they do. I don't like to do that, and I love that you have that same philosophy in the producing side of it um, because that's, that's really the way to go with it, especially when, you know, because these artists deal with the same shit that the average person driving to work every day having their 9 to 5 has, you know, right. on the way driving back. You know, you know, I had my suicide attempt inside of a car driving home from buying my wife's birthday present, and if it wasn't for music, I would have driven off a cliff. You know, it's types of, it's these types of things that people deal with and having the artist being able to express that through music or, you know, whatever really helps connect the artist with the fans on a different level. And I really appreciate you going through that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I just, uh, I I try to give the artists that I sign to the label or anyone that I help in general, whether it be uh, producers, uh, affiliates, you know, whoever it is that I'm helping, I just try to remind them that. Whatever it is that you're doing, you, you you have to try to take your personal feelings and what you're going through out of it, because that's what's going to limit you and stop you from actually moving forward and making a change for yourself. That's going to get you out of those feelings or those emotions that you feel. So as, a, as an artist growing up, I didn't have anyone pointing me in that direction or telling me what not to do, what to avoid. So me having all that knowledge and going and falling on my face multiple times as an artist. I'm 31 years old today. I've been singing and doing music since I was 10 years old. You get me? It's it's been a long, 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 long road. You know, I got my executive producer who's been doing music for many years as well. We just just submitted his song to be released, which is what we're going to be talking about as well. Um, Long time coming which is pretty much sums it all up. It's been a long time coming. He's been working hard, being a producer and artist. He started as an artist and then um, he said, you know what, let me just focus on producing and that's where the money was coming from.
1: That's where I spent most of my time doing the producing. Then I caught writer's block like most artists do. And I just just focused on the producing aspect of it and then really liked I guess people would say when it comes to engineering and stuff like that, we we, we, we got nerdy on them.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean? And I got into the, produ- the production mm-hmm. aspect of the plug-ins and the EQing and all that, and I enjoyed it more, to be honest with you. I enjoyed it more than rapping and waiting and, and waiting for time, and when is this gonna happen? I need to write this next song, and I got this idea. That, and So basically I started producing for myself, got stuck in the production, And did that for eight years And then I connected with this guy And things have just been moving and moving and moving And the creation has just been coming back out And I started writing again And now I'm releasing a a song in the 17th
0: That's awesome You know, um, because I'm 40 And, you know, I've been doing the podcast thing For a little over, you know, a year and a half Um, You know, before that You know, I was a professional wrestler. Before that, I was a musician as well. You know, I I traveled the country doing music. I was a guitarist for a couple touring bands. um, A touring guitarist for a couple bands, excuse me. Um, As a you know, doing as a replacement of filling, And, uh, you know, I've been in entertainment for 18, you know, almost 22 years. Since I was 18 years old. And it's it's a lifelong battle. You know, now I'm a comedian. I do this. um, And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you just can't give up. You can't find out. You you don't really know who you are until you, until you've fallen and broken yourself, you yeah. know. And that's exactly what happened with me. I had a pretty good damn you know pro wrestling career on my under my belt, and then in 2013 I broke my neck in a car accident, and I didn't have any other choice but to give it up. I mean, it was it was taken away from me. And that's when I decided to pursue comedy. And, you know, it's been like, wow, this is this is what I was meant to do. You know, I've always been, you know, one of those goofy, you know, try to fun, you know, fuck around type persons where, you know, you're always trying to get somebody to laugh and you're trying to entertain them constantly. That's who I am. And, you know, it's it, now I'm 40 and I'm still you know trying to break through and still trying to make that mark. But I'm not giving up every failure. You know, every five failures, you have one success. I mean, every every twenty failures, you have one success. You know, right. and you can't you can't market by that. You got to continue to just count the fucking successes, as minor as they are. You know, you got to find them, and that's that's really cool that you 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 live by that same philosophy.
2: I mean, uh, you know, it's it's been it's been a long road. You know, everybody has different paths, live a different lifestyle you know, are up brought differently. So, you know, not every person is the same. Not every artist is the same. So everybody has their own, you know, mentality or way of being. So it's me being an artist, it got to the point where I got tired of being an artist. I'll be honest, I got tired of singing. I got tired of writing because it was like, I didn't have anybody supporting and pushing me out there. I only had my mother tell, you know, buy me the equipment here, start something, try something. You know do something with it and then when I actually started doing something with it oh all you do is focus on your damn music all you do is that it's not, you know get a real job you know focus on something that's going to do something for your life so that started confusing me a bit so I had to take a pause from music in general because now my personal life was involving itself into my music and I was like yo how is it that the same person that was telling me to go for it is the same person that's telling me to find a job or do something up? you like like so, I, you know, I, I grew up, I left the house, I got married at a young age, um, long story short, I was doing my music heavy, I started my label in 2007, and, um, you know, it was just an idea at that point, um, learning all the legalities, learning the business aspect of what it is to run a record label or a production company in general. And I started going through and learning and doing seminars. And at that time I lived in New York. So a lot of things were more accessible. So I was going to a lot of different places and sitting down and learning from a lot of, you know, as we call them, G's in the game, you know, that they knew what they were talking about. They knew what they, you know, what it was to be in the music. And I learned a lot from them. I'm, I'll never forget when I sat down in East New York and, uh, over there at Massacre Music Studios, right next door to where I was living with my father at the time, and it was Pat Poos, his, his producer, E-Dubs, and everybody that was in there, and my uncle. My uncle, which is, well, I call him my uncle, my father's best friend, he owns the building there, and they had the studio in their basement. So he called me over, he goes, come through, I know you do music, let's sit down. I'll never forget that Papoose heard me harmonizing in the back and he told me, yo, stop what we're doing right here and put a track on for this young man right now. I wanna hear him in the booth. So between his producer, e Massacre, Pat, they all like guided me at that moment. And that's what like brightened me to be like, yo, if I can do what they just did for me and be that person for someone in the future and do that and build that up in my own company, I'll be bigger as a, as a CEO than I would be as an artist because I'll be the person, I'll never forget, I have a friend of mine, may he rest in peace, his name was Ray, and he once told me when I was just the general manager at 7-Eleven, and he told me, what's greater, a king or the king bearer? And then I said, the king. He goes, no, it's the king bearer because the king bear is the one who's teaching all the kings and the predecessors to come. He's the one that has all the knowledge. He's the one that is the actual king. If the king were to be removed from the place and place him in place, that'll be the true rulership because he knows everything that needs to be done. So I've instilled that into what I do and I keep pushing forward. And even though we go through obstacles and hurdles and, you know, every day day it's a roller coaster of, you know, Learning new processes, dealing with new emotions, or trying to figure out a song, or working on the beats, or you know, um back when we first started, we had purchased beats for our artists that were, you know, leased leased out beats. So now that we're doing things the legal way, we want to make sure all these beats are purchased out properly with the exclusive rights or the proper rights where the producer's not gaining all the majority of the royalties coming in from those songs, because when you look at the contracts, majority of the contracts that we got back, we're saying that the producer is getting majority of the royalties back. So it's like, what is the artist really gaining from that song? Just clout? Because the producer is pretty much gaining majority of the royalties in those contracts.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to touch on two things you just talked about. Number one, You know, the whole support system, you know, buying you things and making sure that, you know, they're there for you. And then when you start pursuing it, they said, you know, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my wife did that to me last year. (laughs) So I feel you. I feel you. Um, It never stops. It never stops. It starts from mom and then it goes to the wife. No, because, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, my wife actually left me because of (laughs) what I do. Um, And and because I wanted to do nothing but pursue entertainment. And her, you know, parting words to me was, you want to be funny, you want to be entertaining, you want to be famous. I don't want to be a part of that life. And, you know, left because of it. Um, Aside from other things, too. But that was the main reason. (laughs) Um, But that was the main reason. Because I I wanted to do this, and this is what I was pursuing. And, you know, everything was about this. And so I feel you on that level, man. It's it's tough. Um, But as far as what you just mentioned, as far as, like, you know contracts and producing and, you know, the artists, you know, getting screwed over and stuff like that, that is the biggest problem right now in music, you know, even 50 years ago, that was the biggest problem in music. It was all about what the label wanted, what the producer wanted, what the mixer wanted, what the, this and that, and all this other crap wanted, you know, um, I remember, and, and this is a true story from it. Um, if you, if you ever seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, there's a scene where they're talking about, you know. The song Bohemian Rhapsody and the record producer's like, nobody's gonna want to listen to a 12 minute song on the radio. You know, why is a rock band having opera music and or an orchestra and all this other crap? And it became their you know, and they literally walked out of the office and said, Fuck you, we'll find somebody else that will do this. And it became their biggest song. You know, it's it's that kind of shit has been happening in the music business forever. You yeah. know, I mean the thing about it is even now and One of my biggest problems with the pop industry, the rap industry, the hip-hop industry, you know, R&B, all that kind of stuff outside of, you know, the majority of what happens on, like, the rock side of things. You've got 50 fucking people to make your one song sound good in in some cases. Yeah. Not all. Not all. But in, in most cases, you've got 50 people there to just make you look good. And then you get, you get all the recognition, but they take all the money. But in all reality, you've also lost who you are because now everything that they've done was to make you look good, but it was their own vision. It wasn't yours. Correct. And you can hear that a lot in a lot of different things. And then you get rebellion and then you've got all these different stuff happening. And you, then once you start to see that rebellion side coming out, you're like, oh, wait a second all this crap from before wasn't really this who this person was. It was just overproduced crap. I mean, um, take a look at Miley Cyrus, for example. For years and years and years and years and years, she's been overproduced, and then over the last couple of years, she's kind of started having this change, and you know, she had her Vegas show where she's flashing her cooch all over stage, and, <laughs> you know, really trying to... Now, all of a sudden, she's morphing into the punk rock scene and doing more... You know, punk rock, and she's even doing a Metallica covers album. Now you're starting to see who this real person of Miley is, which is awesome. You know, Pink had the kind of the opposite effect. You know, Pink started off as a rebel, and now she's become just another cog in the machine because—and I, I watched part of her documentary on Amazon Prime, and I, I got pissed off and just was like, you know, I can't do this. You know, her talking about wanting to be a rock star. Sorry, bitch, you're not a rock star. You know, it's you— <laughs> I'm for every <laughs> pink fan out there. I'm sorry, <laughs>
1: you're
0: absolutely right. You know, you know, because I take that, that word very, very seriously. If you want to be a rock star, play rock. If you want to be a rap star, be a rapper. You can't be a rock star playing pop. You know, the only person that has that right to say that was Michael Jackson and Prince. Those are the only two people that can say they were rock stars, and they do both. So if you're not them, don't say it. But, you know, if, <laughs> if you want to be a pop star, be pop. That's, you know, and for somebody like that, who's so overproduced now, just to be another cog in the machine of music, you know, that kind of really bothers me. So when you have an artist that goes in there and does what they want to do and you do everything you possibly can to help them be themselves, that's the sign of a true producer. is true, you know, everything because you're letting them be them. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love rock music so much. If you have a four-piece band, all you really have during a recording session is a six-piece band. You've got the producer and the mixer, and that's it, because everything else is the rock band. And that's right. when, you know, and that's when it really kind of comes to you know fruition. So if you can find, a, if you're a rapper or a pop artist or whatever you are, you can find somebody like you know these two that is going to be there to help you be you. Do it.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, and um, you know, I have we have other artists on the label that have recently released their songs. Our first um, release of the year this year was by our Spanish duo Nino B R and FIFA Nation, and they came out with a song. It's called Como Lo Hace, How You Do It, and um, that song has reached, I believe, it was twenty thousand one hundred streams on Spotify alone. On YouTube, I think they reached about almost 30,000 streams within the first two uh, within the first two weeks of it being released. And then I have uh, my second artist that released the song, uh, J Red Navi, also known as JRN. And he just released his song, Cold Hearted. And I have my other artist, G1 The Real, G-1 The Real, and he just released his song, That's a Fact. The last two artists, those two are rap artists. They're both releasing singles. More to come. Um, myself, I'm working on a couple singles. I have um, two other artists on the label that they're working on their music right now. Um, Alejandro Zelina, he's a uh, ex-boxer, the Ohio lightweight champion from Ohio. So if you're from Ohio, you probably know or seen his face. Uh, he was known as Popo Zelina he was a lightweight boxer yeah i've heard of him yeah so he's now he put up his gloves he hung up his gloves and now he's picked up the microphone and has dedicated his life to doing music so um he was brought to us by jay brett because they grew up together in ohio and uh my last artist on the label his name is mausoleum he's he he him and i go way back he actually is older than me he's like a big brother figure to me but he's my artist because now After watching him and being inspired by his movement and what he was doing in his career. And, you know, just a lot of people around me were involved in music. And um, I was really inspired as a young kid. So he him seeing how involved and everything that I've done, he decided to entrust his career in my hands and allow us to move forward and release music. We've done um, a couple singles back in Atlantic Records in New York um, on my first release when I started back in 2017 releasing albums. I have four albums out right now, and a couple of singles on the way.
0: So, um, let's talk about the music for a second here. So, you said you know you started releasing albums in 2017, and you got a couple of singles coming. Yeah. So, what do you feel right now as far as this you know the state of music goes? Because right now, we are no longer in an album society. Correct. I, I think people don't give a shit about albums, which is, you know, is sad. Um, but at the same time, I get it. Um, so unless, like for me, because I, I, I fall into that same group. I, I don't care about an album unless it's a concept record. If it's a concept record that tells me a story from, you know, A to Z, I'm all about it. But if it's just, you know, 12 songs, you know, that you guys put together, that three, you know, like they did back in the 90s and even 2000s, where it's three singles and then nine songs that they just kind of threw together just to make it whole album. I don't like that. Um, how do you guys feel about it now? And if you're one of your artists, says, "Hey, I'm going to put out a full album." What's your advice to him?
2: I mean, that's that's the conversation we have with them all the time. I have uh, G One the Real. Um, he he's one of those that wants to do a whole album or an EP and release an EP. And I'm constantly telling him nobody listens to a whole album anymore. We we learned that from his first release that we distributed via DistroKid before we got our. Um, Signing with uh, Universal and SS Global for Tiffany Gaines and everybody. And um, we learned by the numbers of him putting out the album, only two songs from that entire album were the top played songs. The rest songs were like one or two plays and streams. And that was about it. So the album as a whole doesn't really do anything anymore. And just like you said, it's because people's attention span or they just don't want to purchase back in the day, I'll, I'll never forget purchasing an album and only liking one song. But in order to get that one song, I had to purchase the entire album. Yep. So now people having the choice of listening to selective music and choosing what songs they want to hear. Now, my opinion and my suggestion to majority of the artists on the label, depending on the style, like you said, if it's a concept album, and you're going to talk from a story from the beginning of the intro and you're going to have an outro and a middle then that makes sense but if you're going to just go ahead and release songs as singles then just release them as singles and then at the end create it as an album once it's already done its job
0: yeah either that or you know if you have 12 songs release four EPs you know because yeah. even then i mean people can you know listen to three songs at a time you know exactly. that's that's 15 minutes versus a whole fucking hour an hour and a half um so yeah i mean i'm all about the eps you know three to five songs i'm good with you know um but then at the same time you know we're kind of in a weird retro state uh for music to where now you can walk into a walmart and buy records actual fucking vinyls Vinyls. so so release a 12 inch release a nine inch you know release a six inch you know, uh, you know, whatever, along with that EP just to give something that they could physically hold because now nobody wants to buy a CD, but for some reason they want to buy records now. I don't know. Um players and everything are coming back. Bro.
1: Bluetooth record players,
0: right? Yeah, blue yeah. Who would have thought a Bluetooth record player was a thing? <laughs> But you know that's the thing. So if you're gonna release an EP, release a, a really cool fucking record with it. Release that six inch, you know. Release that exactly. nine inch. You know, have some fun with it. Um, and, and that's where I think it's gonna go. I mean, obviously, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, you know, Apple Music, all these different streaming services aren't going anywhere. And I don't think you know owning a CD player or you know having a CD. I don't even have a CD player in my car anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, so I don't think that's going to ever come back. I, I honestly don't. Um, it's going to be all digital. And, you know, it's all, it's finding your niche in that, you know, in that market. You know, however you guys got to do it, do it. But stay real to yourself and don't just do something just for the sake of doing something.
2: Exactly. And that's, that's, that's pretty much what we tell the artists, you know, have a consistency, stay focused, be motivated. And, and tell a story in you know, all the songs. You, if you're going through something personal, put it into your song. You don't necessarily have to utilize the people's names of, you know, or, or things like that within the song, but you can reference him or her or them or they, you know, to reference what you're feeling amongst the situation that you're going. That and stop caring about whatever, what everybody else thinks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that right there slows everybody down. Oh, this one's this, and this one says that, and this one does this. It doesn't matter what they think. What do you feel? Do you like your music. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they think. They're not doing it. It's what you want, what you like. what's in your head, and you're trying to push it out to everybody else.
0: You know, and that applies to not only just the music business, but it applies to everything. You know, if you're an entertainer in general, don't listen to that crap. Actually use that crap as motivation. You know, every time, dude, and I get hundreds of them every week, you know, hate emails or hate comments on my, you know, my YouTube or my Instagram or my Facebook, whatever. I get hate all the time, and I love it. It is so much fun seeing the the ridiculous crap people come up with. It's like, was that supposed to be insulting? Because that's actually... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I appreciate that, I'll
2: use
0: that in the next segment like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah Like last night I was doing a live stream And there was this guy that just wanted to troll the stream It was so fucking funny Talking about everything, you know He could possibly, you know, say Just to get a rise out of me And he did for a second But then I just started turning it on him And having a little bit of fun at his expense But, um, <laughs> you know, because I'm a Like I said, I'm a comedian So, you know, getting heckled is something that I do You know, I love getting heckled um it's so much fun um but yeah and you, you you can't let that deter you again if anything like you said use it as motivation not to get better but use it as motivation to you know for for the next project you know like you said i'm gonna put this in my next joke i'm gonna make this oh my next song and you know make a joke out of it have some fun with them because you yeah. know the thing about it is if people hate you they're thinking about you
1: correct that yeah that means correct.
0: you're in their head so every, for every hate comment that you get, that means that you're being noticed in some which way, shape, or form. So take that as a compliment. You and know they're gonna stream it, and they're gonna stream it so they can take the time to nitpick it. Exactly. So it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> so back in February, March, I made a decision to do something completely against my whole philosophy of this show. Because I wanted to do something a little bit different for a change. And um, I got an email from this guy who is one of the proponents and a huge businessman in the Flat Earth community. And I decided, hey, this might be a good opportunity to have some fun at his expense. And also bring over some of his followers and kind of, you know, whatever. Well, it didn't backfire. It went exactly how I wanted it to go. It, you know, it made me look like an asshole. Um, (laughs) and I had some fun at his expense and I brought all of his followers over who just did nothing but give me hate. And I loved every second of it. However, you know, then it turned into a couple different, you know, episodes after the fact, discussing it and, you know, having some, you know, reviews with whatever, uh, a couple other podcasters or whatever, And he ended up taking one of those videos where I was talking about him and putting it on his channel. And, uh, it was just the absolute most amount of hate. Um, however, where he messed up was he didn't link the original content, which whatever, but I ended up, you know, linking it for them. And then I ended up getting a bunch of people coming back over to me, you know, commenting how stupid that guy was. And it was just a back and forth, you know, battle. At first I was pissed off that this motherfucker, you know, took my, my shit you know, and didn't even, you know, credit me at all. But then, you know, after some back and forth, we eventually got it figured out. But, you know, it's it's stuff like that that you never know what's going to happen with it. You know, it's a lot of fun. You know, take risks. Take, you know, take that stuff with a grain of salt. Because, again, it's that's one person.
2: Yeah, man. That's, that's pretty much what we, what we do. We, we look at everything that we deal with and go through. And we try to just be like, all right. What's next? Because your problems are never going to go away. Every single day, you're going to encounter a new problem once you overcome the last one. So it's like, all right, what's next? Yep. What's,
0: <laughs> you're not wrong. So you were nominated for the Binge TV Award Podcast of the Year. Yes. So talk about what you do on that side.
2: So Live at 8 with k which is now converting to Live at K-Ren, because very soon we're going to be going FM out here in Tampa. We have some um, paperwork we're dealing with, with, uh, what is that, Bills Media and uh, Cox Media Group. So we're trying to, you know, evolve the the show and the station in general as a whole. Um, My station has four shows on it. Um, It started originally with Live at 8 with K-Ren, which was mainly for the independent artists. Mm -hmm. to give them their spotlight to give them their time of day to let them actually be the artist that they want to be instead of dealing with all the commentary because i would be the person to turn off the comments if they were on live i'd be the person to let you know the hearts show whether the person liked the song or not then i within the middle of the the interview then i'd open up the comments and let people start commenting So like that they can see that I'm monitoring what's being said to the people, you know, it's like that. I know how it is to be an artist. And then if it's your first live or interview or something, you're already nerve wrecked. By the time you start reading those comments coming through, if you feel down about yourself, you're you're gonna feel even worse at that point because some of the artists don't have that mental mind state to know that it's just a comment. It's just an opinion. It's just what someone else was feeling it's what you feel and how you think about yourself and your music that really matters. So that's what we try to do with the show. Um, we also bring in, um, artists from around the States or from around the countries, depending where they're from, if they contact us via, um, Instagram, Facebook, or through our website, uh, with the ra- at the same time with the radio station, we try to do some live, so we incorporate the TSEGP live, which is the broadcasting, like what we're doing right now, where we take a Zoom, we record it, or do it live at that moment yep. while yep. it's recording at the same time on the radio, so it's all, Cody at the same time in unison, instead of airing the live show and then airing the radio show at separate times. I wanted to try to incorporate everything at once and finally you know it took a little while um eclipse knows that it took some time for me to get all the equipment and understand you know the rewiring of the audio to make sure that everything is properly set up so there's no lag or no delay within the transmission from the recording of the live to the radio from the signal from here from the base to the you know, the internet station itself, that little three minute delay when you go live, there's like a little lag window. So, you know, try learning all that, understanding that we try to incorporate what's happening in the now. So like you said, what we said before, mental health, um, positive vibes, um, giving people advice based on testimonies and things that we've lived through. Um, we'll get contacts from, you know, artists, doctors, um, authors, book writers, different people that want to voice their opinion or speak about, you know, positive things or something new that they're working on. You know, we just—it's just a spotlight show. So Live at 8K Red was more of a outreach, mental health, and independent artist awareness. Like, hey guys. There's independent artists out here that are busting their ass every single day to get in your face, to get in front of you on your phone that probably are to a nickel and dime to their pocket living just to, to try to get that one song into your phone. Please take the time out of your day to actually listen to their song because even though it takes you two seconds to click play, it took them probably a week to two months or even longer to get that song recorded. Yep. So, you know. Try to show the love and spread positivity and give the artists their time of day. And if their songs were actually registered via BMI, Sound Exchange, whatever, their songs do get credited for the spins that play.
0: That's awesome. <clears throat> um, I, I do the, that's exactly the same thing that I do. I mean, 100% to a T. Thank you very much for stealing my shit. Um, <laughs> but I focus mainly on the rock side. Um, the indie rock, you know, indie, you know, indie metal, indie punk, all that stuff. I focus primarily on metal and rock and punk and stuff like that on the indie side. Gosh. Um, okay. that's, but that's who I, cause that's just who I am. <clears throat> the only, yeah. the only rap artist that I really ever deal with, you know, is coming from hood and, you know, from ditch and stuff like that. Gosh. Um, just cause I have a good relationship with him and he's also hooked me up with a couple good rock bands too. So, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We have a, I mean, mutual understanding. So, but at the same time when I talk to you know bands from you know rock you know excuse me rap artists and stuff like that I get a different perspective of the music business because again I'm you know I might like your song and I might spin it a couple of times in my side my you know my car listen to Spotify or you know Amazon Music whatever I decided to listen to that day but that's usually where it stops for me and it's nothing against them that's just not my style of music it's not who I am I, I don't I don't particularly enjoy rap that much. I have my few artists that I enjoy and I will, you know, if I like your song, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I like your song, you know, and that's who I am. So, um, but I'm glad that you have that same type of philosophy, you know, spotlighting those, you know, indie artists. Um, But what I also enjoy too is like those bands that were really huge at one point in time on a major label that have now gone indie and some people have forgotten about. So I've talked to a bunch of those types of bands too And I really enjoy that um, You know, especially talking to them about You know, their heyday back in the early 2000s And, you know, all the different stuff that You know, they got to experience as a major label artist And then now, what they're experiencing now As a indie artist And what the differences are and stuff like that And for everyone that's out there I was wondering People are enjoying more being an indie artist these days Yeah Because they have more control
2: Yeah They get to voice their opinion better You know, it's like yeah they they get, if, if they don't want to release it they don't release it all right not a problem what's the next song you want to work on let's
0: go on to the next one exactly so you know I, you know i like i said i can i can de- um condone you know excuse me condone that's not the word i was looking for um I, you know i really really appreciate what you guys were you you do as far as you know what you do for the artists um as what you as far as you do for the fans and you know everything else like that because that's what i really really enjoy you know again there's thousands of podcasts and radio shows that just focus on the music if you want to go find that go find it I, i implore you to find it but if you want to find out who the real artist is and find out you know indie stuff and find everything else like that seek out podcasts like mine like yours um, or radio shows like yours Or whatever the case might be There's others Ones out there like mine too You know um, You know As much as I joke around About you stealing my stuff It's not a new concept I mean it's I didn't come up with it I just made it my own um, And same thing with you You know Make it your own Do what you do best You know Find a niche And stick with it um, Even though I don't like That word niche It's yeah, I, mean, I don't it, like it, it That's <laughs> yeah. never stuck with
2: me When I was up
0: yeah, because, again, I'm not – I don't just do music. I do actors. I do, you know, comedians. I do authors. Hell, I've even done a few doctors, like you said. Yeah. You know, I've done that too. You know, it's – it's because um, it's, it, it really doesn't have a niche. I mean, I guess mental health is my niche overall. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's more than that, just that. And, you know, but you've got to find what you do and what you do best, regardless of whether or not you're a comedian, a radio entertainer, you know actor a performer whatever find what you're good at and pursue it and don't let people stand in your way overall bottom line
2: that is a fact that's
0: true well regardless of the fact that you know not only now that i've realized that we're competition in the you know on the binge tv awards (laughs) we're also competition in the airwaves as well um you know i still you know commend you for everything that you guys do and uh Well, you know, regardless of, you know, all that, you know, good luck to you guys. And I really, you know, really, really appreciate what you guys are doing. You know, even though, again, you guys are doing the same thing I do. You know, it's the more people that do this, the better off this country and this, you know, world will be. Because, you know, not everyone can find me. Not everyone can find you. Not everyone can find Bob down the street. The more, so the more Bob's down the street that we have doing what we do, mental health through music and other things, the better off this world will be. So thank you guys.
2: All right, thank, thank you, and thank you for doing what you do. And uh, like like you said, well, I don't look at it as competition. I look at us as more as uh, we're all business partners on the same wavelength, trying exactly. to get to the same end goal. So you know, I appreciate you and commend you on everything that you're doing. You know, we touch different genres, so it's a, it's always it's always good to see the different aspects and the different, you know, dialogues that we can get when we speak with one another and how we can network with one another. So thank
0: you for having us. Not a problem. I know, dude, I appreciate it again. Yeah. We are all business partners in this because it's one world, man. That's all it is. It's not about competition. Um, especially in this space, it's about helping as many people as we can. So good, you know, great job to you guys. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Same to you, bro.
0: So July 29th binge TV awards. Live yes. on Bench TV. Check it out. Um, if you don't subscribe, subscribe. It's a it's a great fucking you know streaming service. Check it out. Um, Bench TV awards two podcasts right here up for you know podcast of the year. So right. you know right. pick your favorite and you know root for him. If you know if it, if you don't like me, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> but if you like him, you know <laughs> more power to you. Um, but either way, guys, thank you so much for um, coming on. I really do appreciate y'all.
2: I appreciate you. And if, uh, if you guys want to look us up, you can find us on Google. Just type in Music, or you can visit us at www.tsegpmusic.com. And there are all of the links attached to everybody. So feel free to hit us up and let us know if there's anything that we can collaborate or if we can help you guys with anything.
0: And all of those links that he just mentioned are down below. So please, you know, take a look, take a click. Don't worry about Googling it. I got it for you. So we're good there. Appreciate that. (laughs) But again, thank you guys so much for joining us on this Wednesday. Six, nine. Enjoy it.
2: That's right. It's hump day. It's hump day. (laughs) It's
0: double hump day. You know, it's like reverse and then do (laughs) it. Not, not
2: the six nine the rapper, six nine
0: the day, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to be six nine the rapper. That's this bad. Um, oh, that's that's bad. we wouldn't even get into that one. But anyway, <laughs> that's another show. It's a whole other show. <laughs> but again, come back tomorrow for another episode of Sucker Podcast. Again, I appreciate you guys. Stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you guys later. Peace.
2: Peace, right. hey, brother. Thank you.